it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Hello. Here we go. It's the Copy Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cop Out Podcast. It is the big season review, and what a season it has been where Liverpool are finally Premier League champions uh, for the first time ever, but it's also our 19th league title, so it's absolutely amazing, uh, and what a feeling. Uh, with me today, obviously, as always, it's Mick Moran. Uh, Mick Moran is sunning himself on holiday at the minute. Uh, how are you, pal? Yeah, not bad, apart from this uh, dodgy internet telling me I've got full bars, but Turn into Peter Crouch with a bit of robotics now and again, apparently. So, apologies <laughs> if you see me uh, jump off screen and back on again. <laughs> so, well, mate, I couldn't, I can't do this without you anyway. So, uh, I'll have you in, in any way, shape, or form read into that however you want, viewers. That's you know, <laughs> it's up to you. But, uh, Mick, I'm just going to jump straight into it, mate. Um, it's it, it's been an incredible season. Uh, in in more ways than one, a lot of positives, a lot of negatives, considering the the way the world is at the minute. But forgetting that for a moment, if we rewind the clock back uh, a year and you know we've we've just come off uh, winning number six in Madrid on the 5th of June, we had a really great summer, reliving all the content and stuff. But you cast your mind back to the Friday night when we were about to kick off against Norwich. What was going through your mind? When you, when you look back at that game, and you, obviously it was a, a 4-1 win at home for Norwich, they were... They were looking to um, to get a good start in the, in the Premier League. We were looking to obviously go one better from the, from the season before, where we unfortunately finished just one point behind Man City. But now it was a great game, and then, like you say, it's started off well, and then Alison Becker goes off injured. I don't know how long into the game it was, but you're thinking, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, and you have, to, you have to bring Adrian into the, the equation, who's, we, we know he's a, he's, a, he's a good, solid goalkeeper, but He's on stride and tested at the at the at the highest highest level. So I think I was worrying a lot about that. But now we, we managed to get through that game, and uh, Adrian did quite well in that period when we, we didn't have the big beautiful beard with Boston Dallas and Becker. But that was a great start, and um, set us yeah. So just 
just for that uh, that game. I mean, obviously the summer it uh, was was in transfer turmoil, really, wasn't it? Because everyone was sort of losing the minds that we sort of hadn't really, you know, strengthened the squad as what everyone wanted us to in terms of signing yeah. those big names after winning the Champions League. But I think in our minds we all wanted to to, to strengthen, but going in with the same squad, uh, Klopp sort of had that mentality of well, we we went on from Kiev to go to Madrid. We've got. Uh, 97 points with the set with the squad that we've already got. Our rivals haven't haven't really strengthened properly, and like you just mentioned, there the only person that we really brought in was was Adrian as as, as backup goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, was you was you worried? I mean, obviously, we 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 beat Norwich four one, but was you worried at the start of the season, thinking we, without strengthening, we we might not go one better? Yeah, because I think if I think anyone would like to be alive if they weren't a bit slightly worried. Because when you, I think I weren't worried, but then you, you think you read a bit too much in what people are saying on Twitter, and you think, oh God, we do need to maybe get one or two in just to bulk up the squad. And you look at Spurs, I think it was the year before they didn't bring anyone in. And it's like you're at that stage where you're, you're getting really good, you're winning Champions League, you want it, you do want to kick off, and you, and you keep on it, you keep on the progression up and stuff like that. So. I understand that side of it, and I was a bit hesitant about why he didn't bring anyone in. But I mean, if I can have, we can all have the hesitancies we want, but if Jaden Klopp knows what he's doing, if you can't trust them now, we're never going to be able to trust them. And I know there's a certain section of the support for some reason. Um, want these brand new shiny toys every year, which I get and I understand. Like you just said before, Adrian has to come in. Uh, 35 minutes into the into the season, step into Alisson's shoes, and the the pressure for for him was incredible. But after the Norwich game, we go back to, uh, you know, we, we go back to Istanbul and and pick up a pick up a trophy, which is uh, which was incredible. I mean, what a game it was anyway, um, against Chelsea. I mean, obviously we 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 didn't pick up the charity shield a few days earlier, which you know, arguably. Without a last-minute amazing clearance by Carl Walker, we probably would have picked up, picked up that trophy as well. But I think yeah. winning the Super Cup was was fantastic for us, wasn't it? A lot of people were saying about oh, it, it, it's a game that doesn't matter and all that sort of stuff, and it went into extra time. I agree, extra time should be scrapped out of the Super Cup. But at the end of the day, we beat Chelsea on penalties, and Adrian was the hero uh, in the penalty shootout, which is great. But I was made up. We won that. I was right up for that game. I'm, I'm so pleased that we won the Super Cup for the fourth time. Yeah, and we've touched on before like these type of these type of um, competitions that are a byproduct of winning something else. They're not seen as glam as, as glamorous like the like the Club World Cup. Uh, people don't see it as this glamorous trophy, but they're there they're, they're there to be won. You're there on merit, you're there for a reason. And what why not get as many European trophies as we can and that 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 um that sets us up well after the switch after the Norwich game and Adrian obviously had a Starting role in that in that game against Chelsea and done really well in the penalty shootout and uh, yeah I think that that stood us in good stead and obviously pushed us on towards the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. And I I remember James Milner mentioned something after after we lost in in Kiev and obviously James Milner had been part of the squad that had lost the Europa League final and League Cup final and he just said it once we win that first one, winning breeds winning. And obviously yeah. picking up the Champions League, the, the the lads knew exactly what it meant to 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 win uh, the Super Cup, and you know beating another English side in another final um, was hugely important going into the new season anyway, because you want to get that mentality over that team straight away of you know we're better than you and and 
if you come up against us, we're Liverpool Football Club and you're going to go down. And th- that was a great mentality. And it was great to, to pick up that uh, that Super Cup because, like you've just said, it does. you've got to win one trophy to to win that. And it is a it is very, very difficult trophy to win. So you're going into the season there. We've already picked up a trophy. You know you've got the World Club Cup coming up. You know you've, you're going to be a good side going into the season. And there's a lot of opportunity for us, wasn't there? And the wins just kept going and going and going, didn't they? You know, we, we didn't let up every week. It was another three points, another three points. It was just, we had to take it game by by game, didn't we? Oh, yeah, definitely. And there's a bit of a cliche, and I think people were getting a bit frustrated with the, the constant. So um, that's, that's what happened next year and the next year and the next year. But it was and really it's the best way to do it, isn't it? To be honest, yeah. like we, we were absolutely flying ahead. Like I said, we, we didn't get too many injuries, so we could kind of put out similar teams week on week, uh, not not make too many too many changes unless they were enforced. Before. Yeah. Suspension or injury, and like I said, we didn't get too many of them, but yeah, we just kept flying in like we had Southampton, Arsenal, Burnley, Newcastle. Like, we were just like, it, we were just setting them up and knocking them down. And now we were doing podcasts after, after every game, and it, it wasn't a question if we were, if we were going to win, it was going to be how many we were going to win by. Yeah, that's the, that's the stage we were getting to. And it, like, it's you look back and you think how, how lucky we were just to be like that confident going into each game thinking these lads are just too good for anyone else and it doesn't matter if we go one goal behind because we've got that that like Klopp's uh, mentality monsters that we, we just doesn't matter any any unforeseen circumstances come into the play we'll, we'll just get over them and come back stronger and it's just it, it was just like that all season and when you look back at, at the season at all it was just absolute whirlwind it was. And like you just said, the mentality monsters thing, you know, straight away the first few games of the season and Burnley away was interesting, wasn't it? Because obviously we'd won 3 nil, and we could have had a lot more if uh, Salah had, uh, <laughs> as, uh, had woke up a little bit on the day because he, he did have a hat full of chance on there. And What I loved about it was was when Mane got subbed and he was he was really pissed off at the fact that uh, Salah hadn't squared the ball and the media lapped it up thinking, oh, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a fallout in it. And Twitter went nuts, didn't it? Well, rival fan Twitter went nuts, didn't it? Because, like, oh, Liverpool having a fallout and it's all going to go pear-shaped now. And it, it doesn't. It's just that they just want to win and they both want to score as many goals as they can. And I, I love that about the team. I really do. I think that's that's, that's fantastic to have people like that in the squad. Um, but you just yeah. said there about there's times when we've, I've gone one goal behind and we've not got worried, have we? Because maybe... Five or six years ago, we go a goal down, and you think, right, shit, how, how the fuck are we going to get out of this? But you go a goal behind it at Anfield against Newcastle, for example. We were one nil down, and I wasn't thinking, oh, we're going to lose. I was thinking, it's all right, we've got this. Yeah, and it, it says a lot. Like, I think Burnley was four games in, and you, you've got the media thinking, basically plucking stories out there, someone being annoyed from not getting past to and trying to make it into a bigger thing than it actually is, just because. They, they knew Liverpool were going to be a, a, a force that season, and it was only four games in. Like we were just battling yeah. people side. Like you just touched on there, the Newcastle game, which was the, I think it was the game after, wasn't it, three one, yeah. where uh, they scored early on a, a beast of a goal outside the box. I think it was uh, Willems, was it? I think it was. Yeah, something but, like that. Yeah. Great goal. And uh, yeah, you like you just touched on it. Time from times in the past, you think, oh shit, that would. Lucky to get a, a draw in this. Like you look back to 10, 15 years ago, when like you haven't got that, we didn't have that 
that mentality in, in most of the players. Like we've slowly started to get that type of player into the club. Like you say, the likes of Van Dijk and Allison and all these big players, Fabinho, Robertson, Oxley Chamberlain, and obviously the front they just yeah, that never say die attitude, and you just know it's, even if like I said, but I want no garment, even especially even even from Newcastle at home. Yeah. It's a matter of uh when not it. Yeah, that's it, mate. And then straight away, obviously, we were top of the league from 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 game week two, weren't we? You know, it, it just it was like as Liverpool fans, we we, we get quite sceptical over the over time, don't we? Because we know we've always had our, our heart broken when we've been top of the league early and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. we think, right, there's another one. Box that off. There's another game gone. That's another three points. Let's focus on the next game. And <clears throat> excuse me. We what we we beat Newcastle then, which straight into Champions League football then, and we obviously had a, a poor result away uh, from home against Napoli, and I don't know what it is about that ground, we just never ever do well there, do we? So, um, but we all we're always confident we're always going to get out of that group stage anyway. But we'll come on to that in a minute. But then another big game the following Sunday against Chelsea, and again it was we beat them in the Super Cup. We had that mentality over that we've already beat you once this season. And what a fantastic performance it was, wasn't it, against Chelsea? Trent scores a fantastic uh, free kick, and all round, I was I watched that game, and I always shit myself when I go to Stamford Bridge because it is a tough place to go. But I was, I went, you know, I'm going into that game thinking we're not losing today. Yeah, and it's like you, any, you listen to any of the, I think I, yeah, well, I've, I've seen a interview with Trent. Uh, it was a couple of days ago on LFC TV talking about going to Stamford Bridge and he, he says like it's such a hard ground to go to and I think it's just from over the years we've always played Chelsea a shitload haven't we like you think like back in Champions League days and 04, 05 and all stuff like that we've played mm-hmm. them loads of time I think from then it's just that that little rivalry's always been there um, and even before that where we were before uh, much you know fella with the big bucks came in and we were both always fighting for fourth of them. So from then and going to Stamford Bridge, we've, we've never had that much joy up until up until the last couple of years, really, where we've started to dip on and get, and get results there. But yeah, great. That was another great performance. Uh, Trent with that little free kick after the Salah layoff. Yeah. Finds a top corner. And then I think they got one disallowed, I think, didn't they? Yeah, they did, yeah. Briefly. And uh, Firmino bags another goal as well. But yeah, it was just, an, it was just another. I think you just you get a bit. Uh, you can't focus on on one like it just it, when you look back at it as a whole, you, you go through them all and you realise just how good some of the performances were and just how, just how some of the players just went right fuck it, stepping up and just we're going to win this game and dragging us through and then that just happened all season. And if yeah. you look at every game, you, there's a moment where you go right. That's where he stepped up. He bagged it all. Nino stepped up. Just fucking dragged us through, just little things like that, and it was just, yeah, just unbelievable. It was, mate. Um, sandwiched in between the next Premier League game, we had a, a League Cup tie MK Dons, which obviously we, we, we cruised through, and a lot of changes were made for that, and, and rightly so. Um, which we'll pick up uh, a few of the youth players uh, in a bit, but just very quickly on the Sheffield United game. You know, they've been absolutely fantastic this season, Sheffield United, and it, you know, we haven't been back to Bramall Lane in a long, long time and it, it definitely over 10 years and it, it was a tough, tough side, tough game. I was worried for a lot of the time and if you're going to win league titles, there's that, that goal sums it up, doesn't it, really? It was unbelievable the way, the way that happened. Yeah, and you, 
when you look on when you watch like Premier League years when Man United winning every Premier League every year, they they got like <laughs> seven or seven or eight of them a season where they just trickle yeah. over the line and like the old cliche, that's what champions do. And we maybe get a buffy, but you create your own luck and obviously when all them bags it creeps under Henderson who had a you had a great season for them as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was just another another box tick on the way and we were we weren't even that far into the season at that point and it was like we did, we we all didn't want to believe it, did we? Did we no. like uh, it was <laughs> it was that it was that whole thing like the top of Christmas, it's only sad to be top of Christmas and then uh, and then not win at Liverpool. Yeah. We we didn't want that to happen again and I think we all had that slight fear it was gonna happen again because until we actually get our foot our foot over the line for the the actual well, for the final time, but we actually get it. We did, we all we were always gonna worry, weren't we? But you know, it's of course we were. And I think again it, it gives that great mentality because obviously we we had a Champions League game the following the following week against Salzburg. And that was worrying because obviously we'd we won four three, but it was by the skin of our teeth, really, wasn't we? Because we were three 0 up, and it was a very, very weird performance. We were cruising. Um, you know, Haaland was proved why he's one of the the best young young strikers in the world. We got our first look at Minamino, um, but again, that was three that was three points on the board there. But again, it, it the Champions League run was a little bit worried at that point because I think we'd we'd won the thing and we, we weren't playing the same way we were playing in the league. But moving on from that, anyway. The following week, we had a game against Leicester. And we were playing on the Saturday and City were playing Wolves on the Sunday. And we're playing Leicester City. We're flying under Brendan Rodgers. You know, they're challenging for top four uh, all season. And we win with a, with a James Milner penalty in the last minute. And again, if you, if you want someone to take a penalty in the last minute, and it's not Stephen Gerrard, you, <laughs> you want James Milner, don't you? Because he's, he's, he's so reliable. Yeah, nerves are still. And I think... Like I said, it was, I think it was like 95th minute, wasn't it? It was something like that, something like crazy. That, yeah. I think they they got one late on, so I think it was 80th, I think it was 80th minute in Madison, and then we go and buy. And even if that was a 1 1, it still wouldn't have been the end of the world, but it's like we just said, like just the final. No, it's based, well, that's it. It's, like you just said, it's, it's the final moments because it's based on last season where we the City and Luther went 14 games. On the bounce without without losing, you think we're going to have to do that again. So you are right in think saying it wouldn't have been the end of the world, but still you think shit that's two points dropped and they're playing Wolves tomorrow. But yeah. luckily the next day <laughs> there's a there's a shock result at the Etihad and the Wolves beat City, and then that's when you started thinking, "I got a minute, we're in October now." It, it's, it was like this. This I was thinking a little bit, not getting too ahead of myself. Yeah, I thought, like I said, it was like a double whammy, wasn't it? Like we didn't want to yeah. get too ahead of ourselves and got one eye on the city game, and then obviously, like you said, if they go ahead and lose, it was kind of like starting to to fall into place a little bit now. And uh, you know, James Milner, just an just an absolute machine. Yeah, so we keep him as long as we can because yeah. them them high school things are needed on penos in the future. What we need, mate. Absolutely, it's exactly what we need. Um. Obviously, after that, it's uh, it's Man United um, at Old Trafford again. Something about that place at the minute where it's just we're struggling to sort of gain momentum because we were going into those games banging three points, three points, three points, three, and playing really, really well. But we hit Man United, and all of a sudden, you just felt the performance change. Even if after the first 10, 15 minutes of the game, you're like, this isn't the same Liverpool. You yeah. know what I mean? This is this isn't 
this isn't us, this isn't how we play football, and you're thinking, shit. And then, obviously, we go 1-0 down, which, you know, VAR didn't help us in that game. As much as like everyone likes to call us Liverpool, you can piss off with that shit, because you, it was absolutely ridiculous, that decision, anyway. But, you know, um, a little fella from the South Coast, Adam Lallana, pops up in the 86th minute and makes it 1-0, and he deserves a Premier League winner's medal just for that, mate, doesn't he? <laughs> Definitely, and like we touched on before, like how how maligned Adam Milan is, and how unappreciated it. I think he was in the last couple yeah. of years, where he was happy with that squad role, and he was coming in and he was doing a last minute, last ten minute job, but he was doing it well, and he wasn't complaining. And there's a reason he's one of Klopp's favourites, and the reason mm-hmm. he went this year, end of this year, with his bless, with his blessing to Brighton. On a little free transfer because he, he, he had those injuries. He'd done so well in his first couple of years. He had those terrible injuries. He, he accepted things way down the pecking order. Where it's little, like I said, little defining moments like that where someone pops up, a little, a little squad member who doesn't isn't getting that many games, pops up the 85th minute and bags us and equalise it in a game where we did, like you said, we didn't we didn't look ourselves and it was one of those games where. It, like we, we weren't playing well, but over the years, like I say, Man United, it, it was always that little cliche: champions yeah. could win when they're playing badly. And now we didn't win, but going to Man United and playing the way we did, could it easily got beat one 0 there just for just for the fact of the performance. But yeah, like I said, Lallana pop, pops up with a goal and one one, and we, we keep that that uh, the momentum going, being undefeated. And if we would have dropped up some more, dropped three points there. And mm. Alana wouldn't have scored. You know, it's what would have happened. And yeah. I don't think, yeah. hindsight, I don't think it would have affected these players because, like I said, the mentality is too strong to be mm. discouraged by anything. But that just kept us on straight and narrow, and it just set us up nicely. Certainly did, mate. Um, results were were sound for the next couple of weeks. Four uh, one uh, win away at Genk, a two one home win at, uh, against Spurs. Again, we go 1-0 down on that and we have the mentality to come back as well, which was a very nice birthday present for me, so I appreciate that, Reds. Um, <laughs> and then a very, very backwards and forwards cup tie against Arsenal, 5-all, um, and we ended up beating them 5 foreign penalties. Great game to go to. I had the town every life. The, the best League Cup game I've ever been to. Anyway, it was uh, such a good game, that. And um, it, it was nice for certain players to get runs out. And, yeah, nice, nice little game, that, as well. And... I think it was great that the club had put a lot of the tickets on for really, really cheap to allow access to a lot of other fans to get into into the ground as well. So that, that was that was brilliant. And then we come to Aston Villa on the on the second of November. And yeah, mate, if if anything, that game was the game where I was thinking we're not going down without a fight here because City had gone one nil down against Southampton earlier on in their game, if if my memory serves me correctly, and we're losing 1-0 against, uh, against Aston Villa. And then you think... And then Bobby has a, a, a goal disallowed. Um, the, arm, the armpit goal. The, the armpit, yeah, armpit gate. Um, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But again, Robbo pops up with a fantastic header. Uh, Manny scores in the vet, in like, arguably the last kick of the game. Uh, last touch of the game, sorry. Yeah. What a, what a game that was. I was absolutely buzzing for the rest of the night after that, that result. So, such a good game. Yeah, when I when I look back at uh, the, one like the most crucial games, I'd definitely say that's one of them. I know we're going to come towards the little polls we've done to with in a bit. For me, that was just one of them where Villa Park and 
horrible place to go. It's always really difficult. It's really difficult to play against. And I watched that full game about a week ago. It was on LFC TV. Like it was like a final moment, and it was the Villa game. Mm. And I watched it all, and I thought it was just absolutely robust. Like obviously they scored, and we had that disallowed goal. But just like I said, it just didn't deter us. We just literally just swaying side to side from Robert to Trent, just flowing forwards, making loads of chances. I think we had like 20, 25 shots, I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think many would have on target, but we were just absolutely baffling them, like 70 odd possession, like yeah. we did in the season. And it was just, it was just, it was just terrific. And you knew, I think towards the end, there was a couple of chances where Trent cuts in, it's on the right hand side, obviously cuts in on his left, has a little belter, just skims the post. We think, oh, is it going to be our day or is it going to be one of them where we, we might scrape the draw? Obviously, like you said, Robertson pops up with that goal. I think Origi comes on, Mane goes to the right, Origi goes left, Mane goes on the right and then he cuts, he cuts in left football to Robbo, which was what a ball that was with his weak foot from Mane. Absolutely tremendous. Literally on Rob, on a sixpence, Robertson, great finish. And then obviously the, the, man, the man Sadio pops up with the winner in the 90, 90 plus four, which... He fucking loves 90 plus four, doesn't he? Everything. <laughs> he certainly does. I think he got goals of that, but yeah. What what a game that was. We were we were boss. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very a pinnacle mo- moment that wasn't it? Because you're getting, you know, it's it's November, it's early November, and you're getting towards the nitty gritty time where the table sort of shapes itself, and you expect yeah. like that you're looking at the Christmas break. We've you know we've not only got the Christmas, uh, not the Christmas break, sorry. Um, You've got the Christmas schedule, Christmas period coming up. We've got to go to Qatar as well. You're thinking we can't afford to drop any points, and that was added pressure for the team. Um, again, another another Champions League tie in, in the midweek anyway, and then the following Sunday it's the, it's the big one against the Manchester City. Um, and again, you think to yourself, right, we're already, I think at the time we're like six or seven points clear, and this was going to bring a win against City at Anfield was so important because obviously the previous season we drew nil nil at Anfield and t- didn't take it, took a draw. Very, very lucky to get away with the draw thanks to Mares who can't take a penalty. But we just knew, didn't we, that winning against City at Anfield would have been absolutely huge and it would have gone, do you know what? We're not going to sing it, but in the back of our minds you're thinking, this could be it. Yeah, and I think, I think with that win, I think we went nine points clear from that as a remember correctly yeah. but when you look back at the game as a whole you definitely deserve to win so we deserve it yeah absolutely mate and um, from a personal note for myself it was my favourite game of the season I think it was just my favourite day on the whole because obviously um, Mike Mike who's appeared on the, on the podcast doing the, the old guard chats um, he'd been seriously ill um, for months he'd, he'd obviously he'd it had a it had a major operation in the summer, and it ruled him out from attending the games. Um, but his big comeback for his first time going back to the game was the City game, and it felt that morning where we knew Mike was coming back to join us for for on the beer all day, then going the match, and it was his first time back in a in, in a good few months. Um, it felt like a really good day that this so much special is going to happen today, and Mike coming back and then getting the three points, it was just absolutely perfect. And one of the things I loved about um, when I got home later on and I rewatched the game and you're watching the, the panel in Sky Sports talking about it Vincent Company saying it's not over and, and City can still come back and stuff like that and you're just, you're just thinking oh mate 
you're watching it going, oh, they, they can as well. They, they still can come back. I best not get ahead of myself. But yeah, it it, it was beautiful to to see those. Um, but like, if we fast forward a couple of weeks anyway, there's uh, we, you know there's results against Palace. We we get a, a decent result against against Brighton, like you mentioned earlier. That was uh, Alison Becker getting sent off. So obviously Adrian's back in the fold again. Um, which is brilliant for him in his career, coming and playing such a key role. Cause I, yeah, I can't remember the another backup goalkeeper that's had more of an impact in a in a Champions uh, winning team. So fair play to him for that. And then obviously we get to the derby, and it's derby day, and uh, uh, it's Liverpool five and it's Everton two. And yeah, what a game that was, eh? He, he, but Klopp had changed quite a bit, hadn't he? Klopp had changed the team, and everyone was sort of going, "What's he doing here?" And Klopp even has even said it in his end of season special that he was sort of like. I'm so glad we won because the change I would have made, I would have got absolutely ruined for. But yeah, it was uh, it was the Evan Divock another masterclass, eh? Yeah, and you got me a little cheeky ticket for that, so it's memories a bit better for me. Um, yeah, I remember being in having a little bevy in the in the articles, and then team news came out, and I think everyone was just like, "What the fuck's he doing?" <laughs> like, like we've got the audacity to fucking question Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what type of team he did, and Shaq goes on to play tremendously. Divock goes on to do the same, and you think he's just Jurgen Klopp's a genius. Like he just puts them in at the right time. I think Lalana started as well, didn't he? he had a great game, though. Mm. Yeah. Memory serves me right. Uh, but yeah, it was one. It was a weird game. It was backwards and forwards. We just literally balls over the top. They were just absolutely crumbling. Um, I think was that the game Marco Silva got sacked as well. I think. It was, wasn't it? I think it was after that game. I, I, I don't think it was too long after that, mate. I think you might be right yeah. on that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. But uh, no, he, he was on a slippery slope at the time. And he was in Marco Silva. And I think that was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Because we were just... We, we conceded two. And it was a bit frustrating from that point of view. But we were just too good going for And Sadie and Marco won an absolute riot with their defence. Yeah. And uh, yeah, another, another boss performance. And just another another way to rub it in the head's face. Sorry, yeah, absolutely, mate. And uh, it's always good to get one over on the edge, which uh, seems to happen all the time now, which is great. <laughs> um, week after, it's obviously it's a 3 0 win uh, against Bournemouth, 2 uh, 0 win away at Salzburg, 2 uh, 0 win at home against Watford. Um, and then we had, to, uh, we had to go away somewhere, didn't we? Uh, we had to go away for uh, to Qatar. And yeah, was it? Woke up. But the funny thing was, is we. There was a big hoo-ha beforehand because on the 17th of um, December, we were playing Aston Villa in the League Cup. And on the 18th, we were playing Monterey in the in the Club World Cup. So it was uh, quite an interesting 24 hours, wasn't it? I think when you look back, you think it's, it was it's fucking balmy when you think we had, we, had to play, we had to fix the two games in two yeah. separate fucking countries, continents, whatever. Within two days, just mad, and the fact that we like obviously, I don't think we tried everything to try and sort it out so we could play both games with full strength squads. But obviously, Klopp wanted to get that club World Cup on in the cabinet, yeah. Uh, and, and I think that was the general consensus from fan, most fans. I don't think the, the Carabao Cup was the top of everyone's list, and the fact that we sent the young lads there for a great experience for them, yeah. The That's it, really mate. Well. That's it. You've just hit the nail on the head. It was a great experience for them young lads, and you know it was such a young team, and it was it was great for the reserve team manager to take the squad to to Aston Villa and and do that. And again, like you just said, mate, lots of people questioned or 
question come up. I can't believe he's not going to be there and he's disrespecting the cup and all that sort of stuff. And I'm sorry, we've won the League Cup eight times. We've won it the most, more than any other club. Um, but we've never won the Club World Cup and we wanted to go and win that. And I think we we were so excited to go to that, wasn't we? As fans, we were so excited to be there because we'd obviously had that experience in 2005 and getting to the final and being sort of cheated out of the out of, out of the trophy really because we had three goals disallowed, didn't we? And we really, really wanted this one. This was to, a chance to be Club World Cup champions and be champions of the world. And not many teams can can say that. And we wanted that mantle. We wanted to be unbearable. And it was funny because you you watch all the um, the footage of the team going out there in eighty one. I spoke to David Johnson, who obviously flew out there with the team at the time, and he just said, "Jake, he's like, we just weren't bothered about it. We were just getting." We're getting pissed everywhere and stuff like that. And it really didn't matter to us, but it was so right that we went. But obviously, before we even got to Qatar, there was a big injury scare, wasn't there? Because we were going there without Fabino, and he was going to be out for a long time. And we just thought, shit, what are we going to do here? But the Monterey game, mate, Jesus Christ. You know, we're playing teams here that we don't really know a lot of. But as I said to you on the podcast, didn't you? I'm never eating Monterey Jack cheese ever again, just because it fucking reminds me of it. But, mate, we watched it together, didn't we? We scored in the last minute to get that 2-1 win was just incredible, wasn't it? Oh, I loved it. Like, like you said, like the people that were saying, Klopp stating the piss, not being there for the Carabao Cup, were all rival fans. Because what's he, what's he meant to do? Is he meant, like If he prioritises one over the other, people are going to say, oh, he's making a mockery of that one. And just yeah. because he's, he's, he's doing it with, a, with an English competition, doesn't matter. We you can choose whatever competition you want to focus on over another one. Doesn't doesn't matter that because it's English, it needs to be looked on more favourably than than an international one. Mm. From our point of view, we we want to win as many international trophies as we can. The team we played didn't make it easy for us. I'm getting yeah. over that line, like you said, Montreal Jack got over the line, and yeah, it was boss. Loved it. Great it was mate. The, the teams that make it to these tournaments are no. Nothing to be sniffed at. All right, yeah, they might not be world names like like Liverpool are, but the massive names on their continent and they, and they deserve to be there. I mean, Flamengo still sing about beating Liverpool in the eighties. That's how huge we are, and they're no team to be sniffed at. And going into that final, I think we all thought, yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna do these like because we need the revenge from eighty one and stuff like that. But I think the we were so hungry, and everybody in that squad was really hungry. I mean. The fact that Jordan Henderson plays centre half against Monterey again, another reason why he is, you know, the second coming of captain. Fantastic, he can play anywhere, and he does a job for the team, which is just unbelievable. But going into that final, mate, I was really confident of us winning. I didn't think we'd do it the way we did do it because it was very touch and go a lot uh, in that final, wasn't it? Yeah, they were. They what they wanted to obviously win it as much as they could. They wanted the bragging rights for going back to Brazil. And they were, they had some really good players. Like they were, like you said, like they were there on merit. Some really, really good technical players. You've got the likes of Rafinha right back, who was trying to get under Mane's skin and uh, trying to trying to rile him up. Mm. He didn't work in the first half and second half. He was tearing them up. And you got Robertson and telling Mane at half time, "Don't worry, I'll look after him for you, lad." And all that. And it's yeah. just like <laughs> those little those little moments, just how much it it meant to the, to them, to the team and the squad. And the, the fact that we go on to it was an extra time, wasn't it? In the end, where Bobby Bobby scores the, the, the Ireland banana Brazilians and scores the 
to beat a, a Brazilian team, and it was just it was just one of them. But he just we got over the got over the line finally, and it was just I celebrated that goal probably one of the most wildly high of all season, just because it yeah. it was it was a grueling game. Like I said, he had such so many good players, and there was times where I thought, "Are you gonna are you gonna nick one here?" And yeah, gonna yeah, be absolutely. Yeah, is it going to be the same again? And we're going to have to wait until we win the Champions League again to get another shot at it. But mm. no, Bobby, Bobby steps up and flags a goal. And I was, I was literally, literally made up when we when that went in. And it, it, that doesn't prove that how much that competition means to to us. And it should mean the same to anyone who gets in that position. Any any team, correct? It's a, it's, an, it's one of those trophies that not many people can can win. So, and we yeah. and we finally got our names on on it and, and made yeah. up by that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Now, a bit of a spooky thing now, because we come back uh, to the UK a couple of days before Crimbo. We have Crimbo, and then obviously Boxing Day, we're playing Leicester um, away, and then City are playing Wolves the next day. Now, we spoke earlier about City um, losing to Wolves, uh, and then on like the day, the day before, we beat Leicester, and the same thing happened again. We beat Leicester. The day later, they lost to Wolves. I just love how stuff like that works out. It just absolutely blows my mind. But talk about the Leicester game, mate. 4-0 Boxing Day. Everyone shits themselves thinking we might have a, a bit of jet lag, a bit of hangover from being world champions. Mate, please tell us what happened on Boxing Day. Well, I think, obviously, they were our near drives at the time. I think after that, we were 10 points behind, I think. And obviously, after that game, after we absolutely blown them away we were 13 points clear and like you said there was a bit of worry that there was going to be a bit of jet lag and there was going to be a bit of um, tiredness and that would have, would have been expected like I, mm. I was expecting a an, an old Trafford type performance where we might just nick a, a one nil out or something like that but for me and I think a lot of people agree that that was probably the best performance of the season the fact that we go there uh, it's not like it's not like a, a Villa Park or an Old Trafford where you fear going there because it's just Leicester. But they were they were flying at the time, doing a, uh, doing really well in the league. Obviously, it's such an unnerved drive, wasn't we, to go there and just absolutely blow them away. For me, you know, getting to and Mane and Trent all bagging. Jordan Henderson was just if Trent wouldn't have scored towards that end that belter, I think Henderson would have probably got man of the match because for me he was just an yeah. absolute. It was just, it was just relentless. It was just that well, with the task dead clear it, we'd recycle it back at the pitch again, and it was just, it was just that for ninety minutes, and it was just mm-hmm. like this team are just unbelievable. Like yeah. I said, Trent again was just terrific. The the, um, the assist for Firmino where he then controls it with like his heat studs and then just places the top corner, and then Trent, yeah, Trent bags a worldy after a long bust and run in like the seventy odd minute. Late, late towards the game, but it was just another one of them performances where we just thought this, this is this could be it, and we didn't. I think we were doing pods, and we were like, we don't want to believe it. We're not going to believe it. Kept saying yeah. this every week, didn't we? Because but we did, mate. Yeah. But, we, but uh, while off while we weren't recording, we were kind of saying we do kind of believe it, but we don't want to say it because we don't want to. We, we didn't want to jinx anything, and I think that's no. right because obviously we've been burned that much in the past, doing so well so early in seasons, and then it. Trailing off towards the end, but I think this, when you look back, this was one of the games that proved to the fans and I think to the, the players themselves just how good this team is and to, to battle, 
Batty had actually closed travels by that much. And like you said, then City then go on and drop points. Another double whammy. It just fell perfectly for us. And it just pushed us that much further ahead and gave us that much more breathing space to, um, to kick on. Right, mate. Two secs. I'm just checking something. Go ahead. Yeah, we're all good. Still recording. Oh, sorry. Just, I was just checking the other camera. <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely right, mate. It was a defining moment. And then it, it just settled nicely, didn't it, to finish the year. Obviously, we, we then went on to beat Wolves 1-0 anyway. Um, and again, I, a gutsy performance from the Reds where Wolves might have, might feel very unfortunate that they, they didn't uh, get a point out of that game. Uh, again, it's, it's the VAR offside rule with the, the, the toes or the fingernail or the armpit. And I hope that, I hope that does get sorted for, for next season and they have a discussion about what they can get away with and all that sort of stuff. Because... Before VAR, the offside rule was you gave the striker the benefit of the doubt. That's how it worked because the game's all about scoring goals. And if it is a toe or a hair or a fingernail, come on, let's just let's just forget about it. Do you know what I mean? It just 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 let it go. But January comes, uh, and we defeat uh, Sheffield United two 0 um, and then we go into a very famous, if not the most famous, FA Cup derby of all time. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, mate, it just makes me laugh to this day because uh, we all know what happened and we all knew damn well that going into January, being top of the league, being X amount of points clear, we knew the FA Cup was dropping in its priority. And Klopp got, again, he got a lot of shit for it, but we didn't care, did we? Because we had a Premier League title to win. We wanted to pick this trophy up. Yes, we were still going for number seven in the Champions League as well. It was always going to take a drop, but the fact that he played the kids... And the game kicks off against Everton. And to refer to Everton, they had a really good couple of chances in that first half where they could have gone one or two up. And James Milner goes off in, and you're thinking to yourself, oh, the Ev might actually get a result here at Anfield. But no, didn't fucking happen, did it, Mick? No, and I'm just looking at the. While you were chatting, and I was just looking to get the team news up for that game. And it's crazy, they've literally got a first team. Yeah. We've got Adrian, Adrian Williams, Phillips Gomez, Milner. Left back goes off after nine minutes. Falana, Shiravea, Jones, Elliot, and uh, Minamino and Arigi. And you think yeah. he's, he's put a, obviously a team out to try and win the game, but it was if there was ever a chance Everton were going to win a game at Anfield anytime soon, that was fucking it. And then for, <laughs> Curtis Jones just pops up with an absolute. And it was another game I watched with you. It was me, me you and Dan, wasn't it? And yours. Yeah. Yeah. Pops up with an absolute world in the 70th, 71st minute. Goal of the season arm. in the FA Cup, it's been voted as well, so fair play yeah. to him. Yeah, little arms can't get to it. And it was, <laughs> just, it was just another, it's just another one of them moments where you, you look back and think that was like, if it all blares into one, like you touched on before, the 5 5 with Arsenal, that was another one where when you mentioned it, I'd absolutely forgot it was like last season because you just lose that so yeah, much, so many yeah. final moments, you just kind of. You forget about the the lesser final moments if that makes sense, and it was yeah. just that was just a that was one of the obviously one of the one of the picks of the season. Now Curtis Jones announced himself on the stage, mm. and what a player! And he's gone on to make a few appearances since, and he, he looks the real deal. But and another and a scouser, scouser on the about the cup, so we couldn't have, couldn't have went better. It couldn't have, mate. It couldn't have. And I'm, I'm glad you just mentioned Curtis Jones because the two shining lights that came out of that was Curtis Jones and Nico Williams. He had a, a, yeah. a fantastic game as well, didn't he? And, 
he, he, he was raising questions then about Trent and the whole moving into midfield because we've got Nico Williams type thing as well. So that's a conversation for another podcast, mate. I'm sick of talking about that at the minute because I don't want Trent to move anywhere. He's staying at right back. <laughs> uh, but it was great for Williams and great um, attitude for the kids to to come up and do that. Harvey Elliott looked great as well that game as well. So it was, um, and obviously Minamino getting his, his first Anfield uh, proper run out, which was nice. There's a new signing. Uh, he's walked into a fantastic squad. But then the following week, we had a very defining week where we were we had Tottenham away and they had United at home, and we all thought that right, this is it now. If we can pick up six points out of six against these two top sides, ish, <laughs> we've got a very good chance now of of going on and, and doing it now, and that's it. Going into that week away at Tottenham and United at home, where was your mind at? I was, I think I was always thinking in the back of my mind, like that little make and doubt, when, when are we going to lose a game? I think I think everyone, every Liverpool fan had that little, little, little voice in the back of their going, it's going to happen eventually, we're gonna, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come. Yeah. And you just, it, we just seem to just keep, like I said, just to keep batting them aside, like to have spares away, which is always tricky in the United at home. Even, like I said, all traffic is tricky to go to, but even playing the United at home is always a, Cagey affair, especially since Solskjaer's came on, and he goes like five three two and packs the yeah. packs the back four and two two pulled midfielders and whatever, and it's hard to break through. It says a lot that people can go to, you come to the Liverpool teams and do that. But now it was just, it was just one, it was just another, it was just another two games. It, I think at the time when you're encapsulating in, in the actual game and you it, the, the build up, you're worrying about like. Out spares, out Man United. But when you look yeah. back at it, you think, well, two games that just another another two boxes we need to tick on the way to finally getting that Premier League down. And it was just we 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 didn't make a light worth of it. We worked our fucking socks off, and we deserved to, to get the, the six out of six points. But it was just a yeah, it was just another 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 strength of Klopp's power, and it was just another t- two ticks ticks in the boxes to on settled us on the way to that Premier League down, and it was just box. Definitely, mate. But going into that Man United game, the day before, obviously, City had dropped points against Palace. That that had finished a, a draw. And that's that sort of put even more pressure and turned up the atmosphere even more at Anfield because we knew we'd beat our, our biggest rivals, if you like, in, in Manchester United. And we beat them and we thought we knew. I mean, we go 1-0 up uh, through, through Big Verge. And then the game is on... It's, I wouldn't say it was on a on a tilt where it could have gone either way. Where United did have some really really big moments in that game where they could have they could have equalised. But the moment uh, towards the end of the game where Allison just gets that ball pumps it up to Salah and he puts it in the back of the net and I've I've never felt Anfield shake like like that in a long time. Um, where it it was a different kind of shake. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we'd seen big goals, we'd seen big results in terms of European, but we we knew damn well that. Winning against Man United would have changed things. They were so close to getting an equaliser and we've just done that. It felt like a massive weight off the shoulders. And I was sat right near the United fans in the main stand and I could I could just see them. Their heads had just dropped and the, the, we'd finally heard the song that we'd not heard since the 13-14 season of Now You're Gonna Believe Us. I think then we were all going home going, yeah, we've done it now. Yeah, I think, like you said, the, I think the feeling was it was it was more of a 
a burst of relief rather than like a celebration of the goal. And yeah. It is it is funny when you watch back that Salah goal because on the reverse camera you can see Van Dyke telling Alisson just to keep hold of it and Alisson's like no, fuck. <laughs> Alisson, like fuck that. Salah's, Salah's away yeah. and he goes and scores and then he performs a little Pepe Reina homage style yeah. run down pitch slides into and just one of them iconic moments where you look back and you'll always Seemed like uh, be, it'll always be synonymous with that, with that 2020 that title win season, and it was just really boss. And I think just looking now at the uh, match court, and uh, that that means it was 16 points clear in the game in hand. So that as well was just another um, cherry on the cake. To to, to what you said, we, we weren't worried we were going to score, but I think when you know it's a come to time, it's, it's always like are they going to catch one? In times over the years where we. After them at Anfield and they come away with a one 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 nil win. I remember one in particular where Rudy scored at Anfield mm. and he didn't deserve it. And it was just little things like that where you'd always tell we play, it always plays your mind and you always think I'm gonna do it again. Just a little seems a little jammy bastards, but no, it was just uh, that relief attention with Boston to go sixteen points clear at that stage it was just terrific. It was, mate. Um tough game afterwards, uh, the following week against Wolves again. Burley got out with with the three points, didn't we? And then we've got another funny FA Cup tie against Shrewsbury away. We're two 0 up, and we, we end up drawing two two. And fair play to Shrewsbury, uh, they they were fantastic that uh, that night, especially in that second half. Um, and one of the great things the following week when we played West Ham away, mate, was that was a ground last season where we slipped up, where we we dropped points. I'm nearly going to say we dropped points at Upton Park, but. We dropped we we dropped points at London Stadium last year, and that affected us in the February last year of not winning the league. Whereas this time, I was worried about us going there, but we turned that around and we got the three points. And like you said at the beginning of the podcast, it was it's the mentality behind that as well. Um, we go into February and it's it's a it's a great four 0 win against Southampton, albeit yeah, it's a it's Shrewsbury Town in the FA Cup, and again, the younger lads did fantastic in that game. Again, um, credit to Shrewsbury they pushed us all the way. So it was really good. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm racing through them, mate, because obviously I don't want to go through every single match. Like, I just want to pick up against it because we've, we've gone through the FA Cup. We've beaten Norwich away again. Another scrappy 1-0. We've done it, though. We nailed it. And then it was back to Champions League and it was the knockout stages. And we drew Atletico Madrid. And I think we did a match preview, didn't we? And it was one of our last match previews, wasn't it, before, uh, before COVID had hit. And... I remember chatting to you, and you—I I was a little bit more confident. You were—you were a bit more level-headed about it, mate, and rightly so. You should have been because I've said this to you many times. That I just—I just fall in love with the Champions League and all that sort of stuff, and the nitty-gritty behind it. But drawing Atletico Madrid, we knew we were in for a tough game, and we knew we had to get something out of that first leg. And unfortunately, we didn't, did we? No, and I think I watched that one with you, didn't I? We done a pod straight after, and it was just. It was, must have been like the first five minutes they scored. I think it was like a corner and it's just yeah. hit Fabinho's legs and it's just one of them where it's no one's fault. It's just it's foot sailed over someone dead if Fabinho's kneecap and then landed at Saul Saul's feet and he bagged it and it's just and then they've they've gone on and kept like kept us out and played they played really well and probably deserved the win overall. Uh, but it was just it was frustrating. I, I think we at that stage in February, middle of February it was just absolutely banned from the league side to for fun and we were just literally getting over as we really quickly came to expect that. I mean, we, we, 
it wasn't like we thought oh, this this is this could be or anything crazy like that. It was just trying to like that. Um, we have the level of the level of performance dropped slightly, and we that bit of luck just went against us for once rather than went for us. And it was just the, the set of circumstances was just you can't you couldn't really you couldn't really argue against it. It was going to come to time where the luck slightly went against us, and it did that night. And it was just one of them where we had to try and claw it back. And yeah, yeah we'll come to that one in a minute. That's it. I think we 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 both said it in the pod, didn't we? Said like we're getting back to Anfield and we won't put put up with the shit tactics and the what not the shit tactics, the shit house tactics that they were sort of employing um, at the Wanda. Um, but obviously, it was a matter of a few more games between them. Again, we 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 played West Ham at home. We'd gone one 0 down there. It's a three two win. A great victory overall. Again, mentality monsters again. Um, and then just a freak. The following Saturday, getting beat three 0 at Watford, and then there goes the uh, there goes the invincible season. Which, oh, that one got really stuck there, mate. Because I was so excited and I felt that we might uh, go the whole season unbeaten. But listen, everybody's has a bad day, and that was our bad day. Yeah, I think it was mainly. I think everyone was happy we we, we didn't win invincibles, but I think Arsenal were just they didn't want us to get that a uh, little shit golden trophy, didn't they? Where it would have been great, don't get me wrong. It yeah, would have been absolutely would have been boss to get, but it was just one of them days where, like I said, the left coach game, it was just a set of, set of, set of circumstances that went against yeah. us. This one was just there. We didn't turn up. They played really well and they just punished us on every opportunity. And we, we just, it, we went 1 0 down, and I was like watching it with my mates in the pub. I was like, oh, well, don't worry, we'll, we'll do what we usually do. And then they just scored again, and I was like, well, no. Two down, can we do it now? And I still had belief because they yeah. still they make it have that belief. Mm. And then when you get the third one, you're like, well, game's game, day, game's definitely yeah. over now. And yeah. when you look back the game, you deserved it. Like, yeah, Ismail Assad done really well, and Shodini played really well as a team. They defended quite stoutly and mm. done a good job on us. And if that, if you want, if you want to win against Liverpool, you've got to, you've got to matches for effort and you've got to have a major rub yeah. in the green I think you had both on the day definitely mate definitely um, and then March hits and then it's it obviously it's a monumental month for uh, a lot of the UK but focusing on the football for a minute the first game was against Chelsea in the FA Cup uh, we fielded quite a strong side and you know got beat 2-0 and um, unfortunately yeah uh, Adrian does make a, a mistake I mean, every goalkeeper's got a mistake, and let's let let's not beat around the bush on that. But um, he came under, I thought, a little bit too much criticism, considering what he'd done for us for for at the beginning of the season in terms of keeping clean sheets and stuff like that, and and really helping Allison out quite a bit. I felt a little bit, but I, I was disappointed when out of the FA Cup, mate, because I did think we, because we were so far ahead in the league, I thought, yeah, we'll box that off, and then we could we could win the FA Cup for the first time since two thousand and six. I was gutted. Yeah, and to go out and it was the fifth round, wasn't it? Still early days. I, I expect us to at least get to like a quarter or semi at least and make a bit of a fist of it. And uh, like you said, like Klopp was rotating players quite a bit, so we were trying to keep as many fresh legs as we could. So I was hoping we'd go a bit further than that. But no, it was just one of them. Adrian had a had a bit of a bad day and we, we were punished because of it. And really, when you look back and uh, 
he won the Premier League trophy. I don't think I, I don't care that we went off that at that stage now. At the time it hurt, it did sting yeah. a bit, and I thought oh, fucking hell, like the FA Cup's always won you. We've had a bit of a, a love affair with it. Like obviously we it's on another podcast with Sissoko and Malo Sissoko and Bolo Zenden and all kinds about like the FA Cup and what it means to Liverpool and stuff and yeah. the EDG final and all that. There's so many, so many moments where you think this is one of this is one of my favourite trophies just from the pure joy it's brought us in the past. Mm. But just one of them where it didn't happen. But uh, yeah, we, we we cracked on regardless anyway. Well that's it, mate. And like you've just said there, a lot of uh, players that have played for Liverpool, they value the FA Cup massively, don't they? I mean, we had the great chat with Marcus Babel and Sander Vesterville about the treble um, season, didn't we? And Marcus Babel said how good the FA Cup final was. And yeah, that will always be my favourite FA Cup final, I think, with the, the way we've won that and helped win the treble. Like, But yeah, disappointing. Um, and then 7th of March 2020 was uh, the game against Bournemouth where it was the last time we'd... We play at Anfield for a long time. We last out. We play a, a, a Premier League uh, football for for a good few months, and it's again it's a two-one win. It's a mentality game. James, James Milner uh, pulls off a fantastic uh, goal line clearance and deservedly man of the match. And he had that aura about him because he was he knew he knew he was going to the game as captain, and you saw him pre-match talking to the players and stuff like that. And again, it was it was it was great three points and. Uh, yeah, another three points chalked off, which was great. And then the following Wednesday, we had uh, Atletico Madrid at home, which was the last game at Anfield uh, for, for for a good few months. Allison's in goal. We don't go out of that out of that Champions League. That's that's the way it's got to be said. But the goalie had an absolute worldie that day. Um, and I was I was sat in the lower Kemlin for that for, for that game and. You just there was part of me that just thought I just don't know if this is going to be our day because we had that many chances and then obviously we we, we score an extra time to 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 go ahead and you just think right we've uh, we've got this now I thought we'll do it but yeah it was disappointing that wasn't it mate? That, that that game yeah like you said it was I don't want to blame Adrian because for me he's been he's been as good as he could be in the in the circumstances like. You you put Allison in goal and you replace him with any other like second string goalie in in the world. They're not. It's, you, you, they're gonna look a bit shit because Allison is one of the one of the best in the world and he's highly rated by everyone. Everyone says how unbelievable he is and we've all we've seen that last couple of seasons. He's just like he's the, he's the one of the key players along Sam Van Dyke that we needed and you can take either of them out. Then you, you're going to struggle, and that that was the case. And it, the, the mistakes that Adrian made were a bit like, oh God, like he's he's kicked out and a bad and a bad um, clearance, and then he's not even in the middle of his goal to, mm. to try and it, yeah. And it's just like it's just like a double whammy, and you're like, oh God. And then like you said, like Genie getting that goal, and like the, it's on, and then we're we're thinking because we, we've got such high hopes for this team, how, and we know how good they are, and how never say that attitude and all that. We think it's, it's gonna we're gonna get back in there and we did and then it's just little stuff like that you can't legislate for really and like you said, if you're no. Allison goal, there's absolutely no way we got that off that game and obviously like you said our, our black had a tremendous game as well. So yeah. um, it just proved even more that we were missing Allison because on the opposite end in the sticks was another one of the best keepers in the world and he showed how it's done. But yeah, it was it was that was really 
really a difficult one to take. And I think, especially with all the coronavirus stuff floating around, where Madrid was a hot spot, and should they be able to fly over? Should it be uh, postponed for a for a bit, and or should it be cancelled? And whatever was loads of stuff was flying around, weren't it? Mm. And it, in hindsight, really, it, sh- it shouldn't have went ahead. And I'm not saying that's because we got beat, because it, well, that would have been a bonus, like, but uh, yeah. <laughs> how many thousands of people from Madrid fly over to Anfield? And mm. it's when you look back at it, it was a bit of a travesty, wasn't it? It was, mate. It was indeed, and it was it was dead funny. The lad I went to the match with, he'd been he'd been to Cheltenham the day before as well. So he was like shitting himself, thinking, "Oh God, how much of a what have I done wrong here? <laughs> gone to Cheltenham, I've come to uh, a game against Madrid." Um, but yeah, I think the way the Champions League has sort of panned out uh, right now, obviously, as 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 we're recording this, we're uh, the the quarterfinals have just finished now. It, it it's even more of a stick stuck in my throat thing because we could certainly go on to win it again. That's that's where it, it gets really frustrating for me when I look at the Champions League now. Don't get me wrong, um, circumstances that happened last night, I am now uh, completely comfortable with whoever wins the Champions League now, I'm not going to be bothered. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's it's a shame. But, you know, luckily the way the way we are sat now is, is a circumstance in the, of, of the world right now. We've not got long before the Champions League starts up again, mate, so we can certainly make a crack on for, for number seven. But as yeah. you touched on there, after that game, that was the last game of football we played for a long time, and the worldwide pandem- uh, pandemic, that is the coronavirus, has hit everybody hard. And it, there was a wonder whether football would ever return, and at the end of the day, it's it's not the most important thing in the world, and everybody that's been working for the NHS and working in services and, and, and carrying on working during this global pandemic, it's, it's hats off to everybody out there. And I, I certainly appreciate everything that those people have done. And it's it's so sad that we've lost so many people. And again, we're a football podcast. We talk about Liverpool a lot. And it's such a shame that there has been many Liverpool supporters that have passed away during the, the pandemic that haven't got to see us lift the Premier League trophy in the flesh. But I'm sure they're all looking down on us anyway. But when there was talk about football coming back, did you feel that it was it like did you feel it was ever going to come back? I think when we done the podcast, I think we were chatting about like how it will be out of action for maybe a month, but no, or four weeks, six weeks. No one really knew did they the, the scale wow. of it and what it what it had gone on to become, and then. Like I said, it was literally three months, wasn't it, before yeah. the ball was kicked on the 11th of June. We had a friendly against Blackburn. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had like a little pre-season again, I suppose, before we cracked, cracked on again. But no, it was just, it was just a ton of things. It was unprecedented, wasn't it? It was just, yeah. it was after a couple of months, you're thinking, you're worrying, is it going to come back? Not from a selfish standpoint, you want it to, because you want Liverpool to finally get on the Premier League trophy, because we were on course to do so. But then you're thinking, well, lives are people matter more than football, unfortunately. So it was, do, it, it was just getting that, and then I know it was a, it's a fine line to try and to start, try and cross, and in that regard, trying to intertwine the, the both, trying to get the safety of people and mm. uh, getting football back as, as soon as possible, because that's what everyone wanted. We were all stuck in our houses, lockdown. We wanted a bit of football to watch, and the fact that the but they came back, come back three months later, and there was no fans, and we had this all this new 
stadium noise, option optionables, and all that stuff. It was it was it was interesting, and it and for me towards the end, after a couple of games, I got used to the no fans. Like even yeah. I, was, I was choosing the options with with no stadium noise because it was actually quite interesting to listen to the, the managers yeah. shout and the the like the characters like Milner and Hendo just absolutely giving people grief if they weren't doing stuff the way they wanted it to. And it was it was a nice insight into like a, a training match type thing, which you don't get to see. Really. No, no, absolutely. No, you're right, mate. And I think, I think with, with all over the summer, you had the you had the null and void brigade, brigade, didn't you? You know, oh, just null and void it, null and void it. Put a put an asterisk next to the Premier League title if you're going to give it to Liverpool. And there was talk about it being awarded to us, which obviously we all didn't want because we didn't want our first Premier League title to have the so-called asterisk on it and all that sort of stuff. But then when when uh, the French league was just was just finished, and when the Scottish league was finished, that a little part of me was going, "Oh, it could happen." I'm thinking, "No, the Premier League's too big. It's too big not to to carry on. It's too big for TV rights not to to play the games." And I tell you what, mate, hats off to the Premier League, to Sky, to BBC, to Amazon, uh, to BT for clubbing together and broadcasting every single game because it felt like a World Cup. It felt like a Euros. It felt like all oh, this footy every day, and it was absolutely brilliant and. We're going to do a podcast in a couple of weeks regarding what we think uh, the TV uh, deal should look like in the future after this experience. They also look out for that episode. Uh, that's coming very soon. And I think it's set a precedent now where it's so easy to broadcast games at three o'clock. It's so easy to broadcast football all day and it's been absolutely fantastic. And you're right, it has bonded the country again because we had something to watch and there was... Zoom calls all the time with with all the lads that uh, we we go the match with and we were doing weekly quizzes and it it was a nice little positive uh, out of everything and like you said we we had a, a friendly against Blackburn which was which was six nil which is which was great nice little win nice little warm up and then oh, another nil nil at Goodison man Jesus just can't seem to win there <laughs> yeah I think we all got on the Zoom call for that one didn't we and we were all thinking what's, we, weren't, we weren't sure what to expect. Was it, is it going to be training-esque type feel to it? Is it going to be, I don't know, it was just like, it was a bit of, quite nervous. And then we could have lost it. We could have, we could have lost the game. Like, <laughs> yeah, ever, I know, ever, yeah. Played really much. well. Mm. And going to go to some park with a full house is, <laughs> is nerve-wracking enough to go there with, with no fans, not, not knowing what to expect. And yeah. the fact that we played quite well and we... we, we both teams could have nicked it, and the fact that it was nil nil, I was like, I was towards the end, I was like, I'm glad to end with that game. I was like, Jesus Christ, just blow the whistle, just like give, give us one point and just let's crack on. Because, uh, no, yeah. it, was just, it was just a nice to get, it's lovely to get back, and we, we just wanted it to go the transition to be smooth. Obviously, we'd seen the Bundesliga in a couple of weeks previous, we we're all loving watching the German league and seeing how, how they were going about it. and they were they weren't having any setbacks, and it was promising yeah. for fans that what we weren't gonna have any of the same issues because there were no fans in the stadium. But yeah, thankfully, it did, it did go smoothly, and uh, yeah, like you said, hats off to to, to all the um, TV companies for, for for putting that little package together and making making football come back as soon as as soon as it did. So, yeah, yeah it, was, it was it was a great time. The nil nil against Everton was sort of like oh we were. Again, the negative Nancys came out again, didn't they? Were just like, oh, we're playing really shit, and we're not going to do it. And I think, oh my god, these lads haven't played football for months, and they've, you know, it's just just get a grip. It, it's Goodison at the end of the day. They're, they're always up for it. It's Everton Cup final. It's always a tough place to go, Goodison, and and, and rightly so because 
it, no matter whatever team team played, whenever they're at Goodison, they don't want to get beat by Liverpool. So it just I thought it just just calmed down because you know another another winning in our next two games and and, and it's over. And then the following Wednesday, it's Crystal Palace. It's four nil. What a fucking performance that was. And we were on the cusp. We were two points then. That was it. That was the game we knew. We win that. And it, we're right there. It was either City and Chelsea. They'll decide it for us. And then we get the guard of honour at City. Or we go to the Etihad and we win it in their back garden. Yeah, I think for me, that, like I said, the, the, the Leicester game and the, um, the Leicester away win and the, the Aston Villa away win. On a par for me with, with this game, because like you said, like that Everton game, we just wanted it to be over because we weren't at our best and we, yeah, it was quite, quite a nervous feeling to it all. But that game, we were just it was just back to back to the usual, just absolute full tempo. I didn't even realize that, like you, you forgot there was no fans in the stadium because we were just mm. like it was it was just high press, it was just, just pure energy. Like Trent, Trent scores that free kick after. 25 minutes and it sets us on our way and like obviously every goal was just like wow like every yeah like, it was I, wasn't I, it yeah I don't remember a game where I've thought like every goal I've been like Jesus Christ what a, what a goal that is <laughs> all four of them like obviously yeah. in times where we bagged three and like two of them were good and, but this one I was just like Trent's was boss and then you got Salah's Fabinho was just absolute rocket and then Mane yeah. with the blue ball from Salah off, off his weak foot and he just slapped, slapped, slapped it in and just like, Jesus Christ, this is like, this is, <laughs> that was it. Any game to prove how good Liverpool are and how deserving the champions, we, we are, it was that one. Because yeah. we were just, just electric. That's it, mate. And the smiles after the game, Trent Klopp, they did their post-match interviews and the the smile on Trent's face, I mean, he's got a great smile as it is anyway, but he's this, the smile on his face was just unbelievable because he, he knew what he's about to achieve with this with this football team and okay so it's the next night it's uh, it's Chelsea uh, versus City Zoom calls are plenty again um, and I tell you what mate I'm going into that game I'm thinking remember that day it was so hot it was absolutely boiling hot that day and I'm going into that game thinking they could do it you know they could do it and I'm also thinking yeah but this is still City at the end of the day and I just thought hmm but yeah uh, Chelsea just uh, it was absolutely brilliant what a night that was I couldn't have wanted to win it any other way if, if I'm being honest everything just fell into place you're watching and two teams like you don't normally give a shit about when they're, when they're playing each other but you're like you're cheering every goal and it was it was so weird but I just loved every second of it it was a, it was a mad game like loads of stuff happening like the um, VAR and penalties and red cards and like, when you watch the um, boss little uh, document from LFC TV about Klopp's champions where Klopp mm. talks through every game and all the lads which we all they're all watching all yeah. watching that game and they're all screaming and ball red cards yeah. and it's just like you just, you just you have to pinch yourself it's just like these players are just like we're, we're just so lucky like that we've, that we've got them and it, it, you, I, I remember just watching that bit just thinking this is just crazy and we've uh, dreamed of this since I was since I was a kid, like I was born in 1989, so I've never seen it at Premier League sort of in, 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 the, in the arms of Bill Captain in the flesh or on, on TV in my lifetime. Yeah. And it was, just, it was just one of the moments where it was just very, very surreal. You can't put it into words. And it took me a while just to, like, to get to grips with that. And it was just, 
Yeah, it was just, it was just, it was just tremendous to, to get over that line and to finally, for a generation, to finally, to finally realise the dreams. That's it, mate. And it was so fitting, wasn't it? I mean, I, we 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 both tweeted it, didn't we, on the cop fight? We we spoke about it that night. It was the fact that we'd uh, the, the game had sort of finished on the ninety sixth minute. Um, a lot of people picked up on that, which was, which was really really nice. A nice little added touch there, and uh, yeah, I think when things are going to fit and fall into place, that was that was one of the things that was absolutely magical. And yeah, it's um, it's madness. Uh, you know, the the twenty fifth of June. 2020 is the day that Liverpool finally became Premier League champions, and yeah, again it was it was very very surreal, and it still had, it hadn't sunk in for a long time for me. Um, that we because we'd still had games to play, and we'd we'd won it with seven games to go, which is the earliest that anybody's ever won it. That was that was another magic thing that we did, and we still had the trophy lift. And like I said, oh yeah, we've won it. There's a talk about it, but we haven't seen the trophy lift yet. We haven't seen this beautiful thing in in Hendo's hands yet. So that was something to look forward to. And you know what, mate. I'm not going to talk about the games in between because the points all I'm not even asked about. I'm skipping straight to the Chelsea game because that was the night that everyone was waiting for. And fair play to the club and the Premier League for putting on the spectacle that they did. And I, and I said at the time that it, it could change the way the Premier League trophy sort of delivered from now on and making, making it more of a, a spectacle rather than the traditional English way of just doing it in the middle of the pitch on a Sunday afternoon and making it a, an even bigger thing than it actually is. And Yeah, the, it was such a shame that we did it without the fans being in there and the, the players coming up one by one. And I'm glad the players' families were there. They so deserved that moment to share with their families and the, the, the players lapped it up. But describe how you were feeling that game because I, I didn't give a shit whether we won or lost that game because I knew what was happening at the end. But what a game it was for a, a, very, fitting, a very fitting day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a fucking 13-14 Brendan Rodgers it was just mad like I said it wasn't I wanted us to win because I wanted us to go up and lift that trophy after beating Chelsea yeah. another one of the up and coming teams in the league and one of the best teams in the league and rightly going everyone going get a, ne- a medal round the neck and kind of lift that trophy so the fact that we went on and won it that was just another added bonus like I said it didn't really care in the grand scheme of things but it was mm. just that moment that we'd all waited for and like you said it wasn't a traditional way where fans in the stadium and traditional way that we all wanted to see it happen but the way that they did it on, on the cop with uh, getting getting King Kenny involved and yeah nice moment it, yeah that could that could easily become the new normal like even with fans in the stadium having like a little presentation bit on the, on the cop like that I don't think anyone would be averse to that obviously I mean like you'd be in the centre of the pitch is better so everyone can see a bit better but mm. for me that was a but well, the spectacle of it they could do couldn't they yeah the spectacle of it and the, the fact that they made the the best of a bad situation in that regard, where you no know, fans in the stadium. We've done it was it was boss. It was just it was just one of them. Like I watched it in the pub with my mates, and it was just it was just one of them. It was just Jesus Christ, it's absolutely happened. Like Hendo's obviously he was injured, so he weren't playing during the game, and then he's it. We're wondering, oh, he's going to do the shuffle. Are we going to see uh, Hendo shuffle number four? We're going to see it for the fourth time, and then he did it. And yeah. it was like I was just like couldn't believe it. Like I was just. I was just asking my mate, how do you, like, how do you feel? Like, I, like, what, how to describe it? And it's just like, no, there's not, there's no words. To, mm. It's just like unreal. Like, it's just, it's just like one word. You can't, you can't really elaborate on it. And I don't no. even think I can. It's just one of them things where, you're like, you're just so happy and it's finally realised. Like, like you said, when when the Chelsea City game where it, it actually happened, 
we were happy it happened, but we wanted to see the, it like to realise that dream of seeing Jordan Henderson like that trophy and seeing him yeah. slip so, in that in that recent in that recent period as well. I think it's just, that's four trophies in fifteen months, which is crazy. Mm. I think that just improves just how good this Liverpool team is and, and still can be in the future. But now yeah. it's just just one of the moments where you think this is this is what this is why we support Liverpool. This is why we get so emotionally invested in it all. And this is what this is literally why we're doing these podcasts to try and give fans opinion and what are, what we think of what this Liverpool team are doing. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And I tell you what, it doesn't half look good with red ribbons on. Basically, we're not even going to carry on with the rest of the season in terms of like the, the, the games that we had left because it was great to get guard of honours every single week and yeah. um, we finished the season on 99 points okay yeah we didn't get the, the record points total but to get as many points as this team has done in, in, in two seasons is, is unbelievable and I definitely think next season we can go um, we can go the, do, no, go the same again do the same again maybe get even more points next season but we did uh, we got uh, our subscribers and followers and and viewers to to get involved a little vote. Uh, so we'll 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 do these now, mate. And we'll see how you you agree with him. Um, so the first thing that we did was uh, the best player, um, and there was Mo Salah who got six percent of the vote. Uh, Virgil Van Dijk got eleven percent. Jordan Henderson thirty six percent, and Sadio Mane got forty seven percent of the vote. Um, yeah, can't argue with that really, can you? I know. John Ennis has got the Football Writers Association Player of the Year, which is a completely different thing. It's both on and off the pitch. But Sadio Mane, mate, yeah, he was definitely our standout player of the year, wasn't he? He was. He was just, like we touched on, the Villa game where he gets a goal and assist and drives us from potential defeat. And we're, we're, we're winning a, a game against Villa, against Villa, Villa Park. And... It didn't look like it was happening five minutes ago. It's just one of them. He's just <laughs> world, world class, world class, and he dragged us through a many a game this season. The same as Jordan Henderson. Either of them for me could have could have won the Premier League by the year. Obviously, it's been announced in the last couple of hours. Kevin De Bruyne has won it, which we touched on before. We deserves it because yeah. absolutely twenty assists. That's the level amount with Thierry Henry. From Thierry Henry, for me. Maybe the best player, well, best import into the Premier League we've ever had, potentially. Mm. So it's yeah. the fact that he's he's matched them with assists is is mad, and that just proves how good he is. And I mean, we all know how much of a good footballer he is. But yeah, back to back to Mane, forty-seven percent of the votes. I don't think we can really argue with that. Him and Hendo were just um, just like, but it, it's mad when you think like Salah got like he got nineteen prem goals and Van Dijk was just immense again and Allison yeah. was just immense. And Trent got, got 13 assists, I think, and Robbo got 12. And it's just fucking hell, like, so spoiled for choice. Well, yeah. Being the boss when he obviously he had a bad injury and he come back and had a bit of a tough time getting back up to speed. But then when he was, mm. he was boss again, goal against Palace, boss again. It's just like we've got so many spoiled for choice. But yeah, Sadio Mane. Yeah, Sadio Mane is the, the top eight player of the year. Um, surprise package. Um, we had uh, a few votes for this as well. Um, we had uh, Elliot Jones and Williams, and with forty-five percent of the uh, the vote, Curtis Jones again. 
we've touched on it during this this episode, haven't we? How good he's been in terms of like getting into the squad, solidifying his his place, and sort of like he's he's always an option off the bench. Couple of banging goals that he's he's, he's come into, and now he's uh he's lowered his squad number now to number seventeen. Uh, which uh, Stevie G used to have, and Big Ragnar Klavan had that number as well. So some absolute legends who's, who's had that. Oh, and Stephen Bannon as well, before I forget. Um, yeah, Curtis Jones, mate, deserve the uh, winner of that. Yeah, don't think I've had any more of that. Like, Scouser, he's got a new deal. He's a young lad. He's got... It's exciting. And world, world is fucking oyster in it, really. He can do yeah, man. good as he wants to be. Absolutely, mate. Uh, look forward to see what he's going to be doing next year. Uh, you also put up, mate, for the best game, and the options you put up were the Chelsea game at Anfield, uh, Anfield 5-2 against Everton, Palace 4-0, and the Leicester game 4-0, and way out in front with 79% of the vote was Leicester 4-0 away. Uh, mate, you spoke earlier just how good that Leicester game was, and I think you were right with what you said, was once we'd done that, that was up there with United as the most defining moment of the season, Premier League-wise. Yeah, I don't think you can argue with that. Like, I didn't put Villa in there because, I, 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 to be honest, I forgot the time, but I did put it. You, you, you could say option isn't in there. Drop us a comment. No one dropped a comment. So, and like you said, 79% of the votes there, five and away the yeah. winner. Yeah. At that time of the season, it was just one of them, like you said, it was it was a, the defining moment for me that, that pushed mm-hmm. us on to win the, to win the title. Yep. Um, and then the best moment, um, you know, there was, there, was, there was four different options here. There was the Hendo shuffle, there was the shuffle of Hendo, there was a Hendo doing his shuffle, or just a shuffle. And the winner was the Hendo shuffle. And that's absolutely <laughs> spot on, mate. Yeah, that's absolutely spot on. The best moment was the moment that this got lifted, mate. So, yeah, you were you hit the nail on the head with that, mate. And for me, it was my best moment of the season as well, is, is finally seeing that, uh, that trophy getting lifted. And, yeah... It's uh, it's not going to be top that moment for a long, long time. No, well, I was going to put a few more in there, but I thought, really, who's going to be <laughs> saying, oh, yeah, the, 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 yeah, when Mane scored the winner against Villa. Really, it could be. It was a boss moment, but for, me, for us to, like I said, finally realise our dreams to see John Henderson much maligned. Yeah. Ben Affield, since, what, 2011, nearly left the club. Fucking nearly had Clint. And Dempsey at the club. Just <laughs> loads of circumstances. Could have went, stayed, fourth first position, got me captain, worked, worked his fucking arse off every day, got loads and loads and loads of shit from the whole country. Uh, quite a lot of Liverpool fans as well, myself included, now and again, where I thought he maybe it's, he's not going to, he's not cut out for it. It was times where I thought that myself, and I'm sure everyone did at some stage. In mm-hmm. his career, where he thought, is he is he is he right for us? Is he going to take us to the next level? And it's testament to the guy, and he's just he's just a. Uh, it's crazy to think, like you think, 2011 when he signed this, like this young lad from from, from, the, from the northeast is going to come down and he's, he's going to take us on to win Premier League and Champions League titles, doing a little endo shuffle, and we're going to laugh about it and just have these moments where we look back in like 20 years and go, what a, what a season that was, what a year 2020 was, like yeah. coronavirus nearly wiping the old season out and then we come back and we get over the line and dreams are realised, Hendo finally lifts the trophy, Trent's the first scouser to win in 30 years and just little moments like that where it's just like, and then there's all the old players coming out on Twitter and Instagram, like Fowler and Gerard and all that, just like, 
and you think like how much hurt we've been through to get to this stage and it like hits home like it's just it's just such a moment and it just makes you feel so blessed and like so appreciative of this team and it's just yeah and no shuffle bring it on bring it on next season absolutely absolutely mate bring it on next season um well that has been our season review um Thanks for, for sticking with us for the for the full uh, hour. We appreciate it. If you've watched it in a few parts, that's great as well. Uh, just keep coming back to it as well. But just to sum it up a little bit more as well, uh, at the cop fight, which you might not know about, is we've uh, produced a book uh, which has reviewed the entire season. Um, it's sort of a really, really cool souvenir uh, to commemorate us winning the, our 19th uh, league title. And it's a project that we've all worked really, really hard on. Uh, we're all super, super proud of it. Uh, me and Mick are in there, um, although Mick looks quite look, looks a lot better in there than I do with his smouldering uh, Higuain look. Um, but no, we've we've worked hard on it and uh, we're very very proud of it at the minute. And we've we've put the link in the description where you can go and get your copy. Uh, we'd really appreciate your support with it. Again, like I said, we've we've worked hard, really proud on it. Some some really good articles from a number of contributors uh, lending their thoughts. We've got match by match previews as well with all the. Re- the, the results from every single match week as well. We've got stuff on the Nike deal. We've got stuff on the future stars. And we've got stuff on what's next for Liverpool. And what is next for Liverpool, we don't know. But as you can tell from this podcast, that me and Mick are really, really excited to see where this team can go in. Yeah, Mick, like you've just said, mate, bring on next season, eh? Yeah, and I, yeah I've, I've seen the magazine, obviously. It's a look souvenir magazine, and it looks, it looks tremendous. Like, just, I think there's a um, copy two. You get two pound off a checkout as well. Free uh, UK shipping. So yeah, it's worth, worth getting. It's, it's a nice way to commemorate this season and just keep it in, keep it in your, keep it on your uh, bedside table for this year and then in a couple of years. Throw it in the drawer and you can get out in ten years and go. Oh, there we go. I'm looking yeah. bad boy. Let's have a look for this match report and just like <laughs> see how far we've come because. This season, seasons like this don't come round that often. No. To get ninety-nine points, uh, it's 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 not unpre- unprecedented in these times because Man City are that good and I've been that good. But for Liverpool to get over the line and do it, it was a, it was a great little idea to, to put that out there. And like you said, some great pieces in there. One from you in particular, the night deal, which was great read. And if you go onto the flip on this onto our the rest of our channel. And, Videos. Jay's got a boss little video on there, a bit more detail about that with um, what it could mean uh, commercially for the club. And I'd urge you to check that out because it's a really good little watch. So, uh, yeah, definitely go and buy it. I think it's like 12 quid, is it? So you get two quid off with the discount. Be UK it ship it. Give, it. give it a go because it's, it's worth having in your draw for the future where you can look back on and uh, reminisce. Absolutely, mate. And like you just said, mate, it's uh, it's all about reminiscing for this. And uh, we just want to say on behalf of me and Mick is thanks for being with us on this journey that we've done on the Copite podcast. We've tried to grow it as quickly as possible uh, coming into YouTube. A uh, bit amateurish at the beginning, though. I think we've got better every single week, mate. And uh, it's nice to get the feedback from you lot. And we appreciate that you've been liking and subscribing and, and commenting and interacting because we do it because we love doing it. Um, but it's great that people are watching us as well. So we really appreciate it. So yeah, uh, the fifth season that me and Mick uh, do a podcast together with League Champions. Who knows what can happen next season? So thank you very much for joining us and uh, we'll see you next time.
Social Podcast Network.